LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. G'day, I'm Madeline Galea. Oh my goodness. <laughs> G'day, I'm Derek Cannon. It's not a welcome, word that I use often. Welcome to The One Thing, and for those listening, yes, you have clicked on an Australian podcast. We are all saying g'day today. And it's a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every week. The One Thing is brought to you thanks to Reach Australia. We want to see thousands of healthy, evangelistic, multiplying churches. And as you can hear, we've got the whole team back. It's yeah, been a while since you've heard Maddie, Derek and Scott on dream the one team. thing. The dream Dream's team. about to be over though. But yeah, unfortunately, we, we've got some sad news. This is going to be Madeline's last episode with the one thing. I thought it was your last one. No. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> I'm kidding. It is. No, yeah, the no. listeners have decided. No. <laughs> no, no. no, that listeners haven't decided. Uh, Maddie, is. you're going to be moving on. You're moving on from Reach Australia. Just what correct. does next year hold for you? Yeah, next year, next week. I'm moving to Melbourne. Uh, I am working as an analyst um, in philanthropy, basically. Which can. Can you explain what philanthropy is for those of our listeners? <laughs> Can you say what philanthropy is, Scott? <laughs> you don't know what philanthropy is because it's a very American word. Uh, it is, yes. Uh, but I guess func- we kind of function a little bit like a grant body, but kind of helping um, strategically and thoughtfully disperse funds from generous donors. Which is going to be great. Yeah. So still doing uh, kingdom work all across Australia yeah. and the world. Um, and working for a philanthropic organisation. Yeah, isn't nice. that beautiful? That's a Such word. a good word, isn't it? It is. <laughs> but for now, you've pressed play on another episode of The One Thing. Mm. And we're going to be talking about assessment. Mm. And in some ways, we're going to have you back. I'm sure we're going to have you I'm back. Sure. So this is not going to be your last podcast. This is your last podcast as... I'm on sabbatical. As a host. <laughs> I've been told many times. <laughs> as a host. And so the last five or six years, one of the key principal areas that you've been working uh, within the network is in church planner assessment. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and you more recently been doing a big sort of research project in that space as well. So yeah. this episode, we it is your last podcast, but we are really keen to push into uh, church planter assessment uh, mm. today. So... Uh, we want to talk about the why, we want to talk about the what. Um, we want to kind of get into the nitty-gritty of it and and how you've seen through that sort of assessments administrator and assessments manager role, you know, the inside-outs of, uh, of church planning couples who have been wanting to start a new church. Yeah. So let's get straight into it. What actually happens when someone gets assessed? Yeah. Well, do we want to start with the why? No, I want to start with what actually happens, okay. and then yeah, I'll no. go into the water. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. For those you who can, don't, you can do well, it. this will be an interesting. <laughs> this will be an interesting episode because the why is really important to Maddie because uh, she's a massive Simon Sinek fan. So oh, she's always for asking, bringing him into the she's episode. Always asking, she's always asking about the why, but I'm going to just push things into. Like we have uh, we've got Simon Sinek on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> just after Madeline leaves, I'll be coming back. I'll right. be coming back because apparently telling stories is really important. So that's what you know. Talk us through. So what's the what? What actually happens with uh, when someone gets assessed? No, he wants no, to put it What actually happens when someone gets assessed? Yeah. yeah. Uh, big picture overview. You get assessed. You start with the CPAT, a church planner assessment tool that's been built internally. Um, and basically it helps you think through, measures you against gospel competencies we'd want in any gospel worker, any ministry worker across the board, but then also ministry style suitability. So are you entrepreneurial? Are you a networker, a gatherer? Um, implementer 
And from there, you kind of have a triage conversation with the one and only Derek Hanna. Mm, it could be someone else. It could be someone else, yeah, yeah but it's often you. Uh, so and that's really helpful. That That's kind of just a, a quick... A mm. quick bite, just to sort of try as you go, okay, should you keep going further in the process? Yeah, Is yeah. it actually worthwhile, you know, thinking about something else? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then from there, there's uh, just a number of forms you fill in, an application form that uh, does several things, but we're really trying to collect your, hear a bit about you, how you became a Christian, um, also your references. We get seven. We always get a female who's seen you in ministry. Um, we also send out a ministry and planting questionnaire. Um uh, from there, that's more theology, how you handle pastoral situations, um, health, physical, mental health, spiritual health. Um, and we look at the three, you know, sins that often or that have a tendency to, you know, step someone out of ministry. So sex, pride and money. Um, we keep going. We also, at that point, we send a form to the wife uh, if they're married. And so we do get references off her, but uh, she's kind of, She's assessed in a really different way. With her, we're just looking at, are you on board with this? And also helping her think through, well, what's your role? Um, yeah, that's one of my other favourite words in the church planner assessment world, spousal cooperation. <laughs> so that's a, that's a Ridley term all the way back from sort of the, the 70s, that's 80s. a good word. It is a good word. Yeah, spousal cooperation. Well, it's basically saying, is your wife on board? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then from, uh, yeah, once we've done that, the last form... Uh, re- well, it's not so much a form, but we give you a set of tools for you to develop a church planning strategy, and that varies. Some people, it's like a one-page, I have no idea, I just want to see, could I maybe plan a church? And then someone's like, oh, yeah, in six to eight months, I'll be launching with Here's X amount of people and yes. in this area, and, you know, uh, and that's great that it varies. Um, so it sounds like it's a, it's a bit of a process. Yeah. It sounds like you're pretty actively involved as, as someone who's, you know, collecting this information on the phone with, uh, and Anna guys. Cox, who well going forward, she would have she's a she's a legend. Yeah, yeah. So so Anna and you are regularly involved, and it sounds like it's something that you can't just do on a Saturday afternoon. Watching Please the don't. Footy. No, three months, three months is ideally. Okay, so let me ask you a question around assessment then, because mm-hmm. one of the things that that you've done with assessments is um, uh, tweak them as they go along, depending on the church planning model that the plan is going into. Mm. You know, whether they're parachuting, mother daughter, or multi site. Uh, why is it you've done that? Yep. Um, well, really historically, over the last 10 years in particular, we kind of, you know, the narrative was that the person who planted a church was that alpha male who grabbed 30 people, planted um, in a different location, not much support, very entrepreneurial guy. Um, then as planting models were developed and introduced, it unlocked uh, a whole lot of other men and women who could plant churches but would use a different model like multi-site mother daughter um, and so the more you kind of push into different models and you see that um, the wiring of the particularly the planter uh, yeah can vary it's just meant a lot more people can come through the process and consider more people can think well could I actually be a church planter um, so that's partly why the CPAT is so helpful yeah, so if you were um, doing a multi-site, you would want to be strong organisationally. Um, yeah, uh, you might want to be a mediator, and so you need to be strong relationally. Um, and the assessment process is quite helpful because outside of parachute planting, if you want to do multi-site, if you want to do mother-daughter, where you are currently actually matters a whole lot more, um, which is awful. also helpful in us getting guys younger going through the process. 
because if you want to do multi-site, you, you need to be at that church probably five years before you do it. So, um, yeah, the, one of the things we've seen alongside that parallel is because we're talking at the moment about um, people who are applying for planning, thinking about planning, mm. but you want the church to be aware of some of these nuances as well. What does yeah. it look like? What kind of leader are we looking like? Are we looking for and are we looking to develop uh, if we're going down this track with the church planning model? Yeah. Um, matching those two things is really key in order to plan in a healthy way yeah. uh, rather than there being um, uh, unforeseen conflict or awkwardness post-planting. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, don't want, you don't want a guy whose heart is set on being an independent parachute planner um, planning in a multi-site context is just going to go pear-shaped. Yeah. Um, yeah, but put him in a different model and he might thrive. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and, and I guess that's that's the beauty of the assessment process. It, it's not one size fits all. No. Uh, and and it's it's relational as well. You're walking, you know, walking alongside someone. You know, as you said, quickly it can be done sort of you know within sort of two to three months. Mm. But the reality is, for some sometimes you you you're speaking with a couple for three or four years. Uh, you know, as as oh, they're yeah. you know as they're interacting with various aspects, they're answering their questions. They're you know, they're moving towards it with their church family, or they're moving towards it with their wife. Um, if their wife's not on, you know, wife's not on board, uh, and so that's I think helpful to understand. It's an assessment process, um, and even though you describe it as as a whole sort of bunch of forms and things like that, yeah. it is actually very relational between, um, you know, between the process. So now that's not the end though. They that's complete, not the end. They, they complete. The forms. We don't just get your forms. Yeah. yeah. So you, you get yeah. all these forms together. What's the purpose of all these forms, and what's next? Yeah. Um, so there we. At the end of the forms, they're all collated. We um, have three uh, assessors, so two men, while a female. Um, they've obvi- they've all been in in ministry for, uh, especially the lead assessor's been in ministry for um, usually a couple of decades, to be honest. Um, and then, depending on you know if you're wanting to do cross cultural ministry, we'll try and get someone who's experienced in that area, or you know. Um, and then you have an interview. It's two hours. Um, we always. We now split for a portion of that interview, um, men and women, and uh, from there, at the end of that, you'll a few weeks after you'll receive a report uh, with you know outlining strengths and growth areas, and then a recommendation. So you can get one of four outcomes: recommended, recommended with conditions, potential with conditions, and not recommended. Um, so what explain process. recommended? Explain recommended with conditions. Explain strong potential. Yeah. Explain not recommended. Explain <laughs> <laughs> so not recommended. You know, di- we'd encourage a different direction. Um, so yep, yeah, uh, potential with can. Oh, I'll start recommended. Recommended green light. We'll we'll still um, provide some areas you can grow in. You obviously haven't made it just because you got a green light. Um, but we're you know we're backing. They're joining the network. They'll get a coach. Um, Etc. And then uh, recommended with conditions. There's something with a. There's let's say it might be like in six to twelve months complete X, Y, and Z. Um, and yeah, every condition is time bound. So we're really wanting you to meet that condition, and then you join the network. So mm-hmm. well, let me just shoot from the hip on this one. Yeah. Shoot what away. percentage of people fall into this? Because generally not recommended yeah. is unlikely, hopefully, oh, because yeah, we un- have triaged people out of the process beforehand. We've helped yeah. them see this is probably not where. We don't want to waste their time. That's right. It's very exactly. unlikely to get not But it still happens. Someone still wants to go through the assessment yeah. process because yeah. they, they don't, you know, as great as Derek Hanna is, they don't want to listen to Derek Hanna on this. They want, they want someone else to, uh, you know, to, to say 
say the hard thing. Well, to the them. the beauty of the assessment process is I, I'm not the pope. Mm. There is mm. the, we are a network. You so are I, don't, not the pope. I, I am not the pope. <laughs> it's true. No, more a cardinal. That's how I can. <laughs> no, 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 but that's not how we work. We are yeah. a network, yeah. and so that's how we we do it. Now people can do whatever they want the assessments when they when they receive the report. Yeah. Um, but we never send them elsewhere, just to the person. Just to the person. Never himself. to your boss or yeah. anyone. Yeah. That's right. But we do we do want to help people. We care for people by treating, but mm. what what kind of percentage do you do you think Ooh, would yeah. you get recommended recommend with conditions or potential with conditions? It's great percentage wise. Um, well, I'm not sure if you'd know. Oh, I reckon it's, I reckon it wouldn't have changed. Too What's much. your guess? Uh, I reckon about sixty percent would be your recommended with conditions. That'd be the most you know the biggest the biggest track of people. And, and Derek shaking his head. No, I agree. Sorry, keep going, and then, and then I'll I tell reckon, you why it's changed. And then I reckon, uh, and then I reckon, not too many people would. So ten, ten percent would be the recommended, and then I reckon you'd have a few more strong potentials now. Um, and I'm hearing Derek say not none, but I still think you want to have. You know, there's probably ten percent of people with with the not recommended. I think what's. Uh, uh, oh, I'm not saying no, no recommended. I'm just saying very few. Yeah, very yeah. Few. I say what's increased is potential with conditions, but that's. Because we're dealing with, a, we're getting people assessed during Bible college, and it's, and they're just they're, they're you're so far out. You mm. need to complete your degree. You probably might do another two years elsewhere. Yeah, they're yeah. yeah. I, I reckon as well. My one working theory, I bounced off this off you. I reckon there is, you know, in church you have a leadership creep. Like the the bigger you get, the the mm. uh, more capacity leaders have, and so you judge other people, other people's leadership by the quality of leads that you've developed over years. Now we have a more mature network. And so I think sometimes, not always, but I think sometimes there, uh, we, we um, look at the leaders in the network where they are now and think, oh, that's where people need to be. But that's not where they started when they were assessed. And so many planners say, mate, if I went through the assessment process now, yeah. I wouldn't pass. And I feel like that as well. And so I think we, we probably have shifted slightly, but we're aware of it, so we're correcting. But I reckon that pushes into the potential with conditions more. Yeah. Yes. And that whole area is tricky. We do want a high bar. Our if you want to talk about the why, like we want to be a healthy evangelistic multiplying unit and healthy, everything comes unpinned if we're not healthy. Yep. And the assessment process is one of our key levers in ensuring that we're healthy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you think our bar's too high? No, no. I think on character, we want the bar to be massively high. Yeah. And so I don't think we haven't compromised in any way. It's always yeah. been high in that. Um, perhaps it's the, it's the um, competency area. Yeah. Um, perhaps we were... Uh, l l yeah, happy to push people out quicker beforehand. Mm. Uh, then and we've we've seen and learned. That's we we are a learning network. So we're a yeah. network. We're a learning network. And so we are constantly adjusting and assessing. I think based on what's happening on the ground after three years, five years, ten years, and bringing that knowledge back into this assessment mm. process, which is I think what you should do. And also, thirty years ago, there weren't resources. If you want, there wasn't a network. Yep. If you were planting, you planted on your own. Whereas now, if you came to us, you hadn't read a book, you hadn't thought about it. I was like, well, there's so many resources. Yep. Church yeah, planting Australia podcast. 30, thirty years ago, there were resources, <laughs> but they were they were in America. They weren't contextualized. Mm -hmm. Oh so yeah. You Plus were, the support. Thirty yeah, years the, ago, there the church planting wasn't really a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's so there's been a big um, a big change there. Uh, over the last few years, I, I wonder as well if if the like there as you get older as well. So not only do you have that leadership creep, creep, you you are learning from your mistakes, but you're also just like as you go on longer, you go, oh man, this is just it is hard work, and and you know the the cost and the 
reality that you're actually sending, you know, a church planning couple yeah. out to do. And you go, oh, yeah. I just, I just want to be really careful. You know, I, yeah. I know that it's going to be hard because I've sat now with over a hundred couples, you yeah. know, and heard the stories and seen them go through the, you know, issues with staff members. See them go through the issues with staff members. See yeah. them, uh, you know, deal with family internal stuff and family external. Like, it's just hard. It is hard work to get a church off the ground. Mm. I have a question and we don't have to talk about this, but would we talk about how much we should nudge someone to go through the process? Oh, d- definitely. You, you, if you're going to plan a church, you need to get assessed. So anyone who says, oh, I don't, I don't think I need, I need this. But, and that's on at any age and even after someone's planted a church already, I'd still say every time you plan a church, you ought to seek some sort of external assessment to be asking you the hard questions. Um, so, so I, yeah, I would say... You want, to, you want to be nudging, but also we want to be tapping more people on the shoulder to get assessed, mm. um, to actually consider it and, uh, you know, think about it, uh, r- you know, rigorously, mm. you know, in, in a robust way, not just, oh, yeah, yeah, I think this could be a good idea, actually to put their head to thinking about where they plan, you know, put the strategic plan together and, you know, is this something that's actually for them as well? Mm. Is, that, is, that, is that where you... Yeah, look, I was kind of going, it's a bit of a conversation that we've had, but... Let's say I'm getting assessed. How much should you chase me yeah. to move through the process? So you're talking about once someone's in the process. Yeah. Yeah, I always, that's what I And even that, in, even encouraging people to plan a church or to get into, I mean, that's a bigger question, but. um. That's what, that's what I say. It is a process and the process is, you know, kind of determining whether you, you can plan. If you can't fill out a form, if you can't get a strategic <laughs> plan together, you're probably not going to be able to plan a church. So listen to these two hard noses. I agree. Listen to these I... two hard noses. So here's my perspective, soft, yes. old, soft old Derry. <laughs> yeah. Soft old Derry. Uh, no, I don't, I don't fundamentally disagree with that. Um, but I would say it, there's a retrieval ethic in here, and that's where I'm trying to work. I'm trying to work in the grey and say, um, if, I can, if I can chase people, I know there's a limit. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to say, where's it? If I can chase people up, you know what, someone else might say, that's too much. If they can't do that, then they shouldn't plan it. But if I can chase them up and they finally get it done, um, and it saves a whole bunch of heartache for them later on. Even though you might look back at the process and say, oh, Derek chased them up too much. You, you know, big softy. I think I'm, I'm happy to do that. Now, I understand there's limits, but I want to wade into mm. that messiness. There's limits, yes. Uh, the other part of it for me as well, and we've chatted about this, it's been an internal conversation we've had. The other part for me is at some point in the process, a whole bunch of other people outside have invested all this time in feeding back information. And I want to honour that feeding back information. If I can just do the last 5-10% and nudge them over, um, then we can use that uh, in order to get it done. I respect you, but I disagree. <laughs> well, this is your last podcast then. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm good. No. Like, you want to plan a church? You want to lead people? You want, you want to start a church and like just the, you know, Church planning has gotten some bad PR in the last little while, yeah. but it's a great thing and it's really effective and it's so effective in reaching the lost, but so many people are involved. And if we need you to fill in forms and we want to help you, we'll, we will nudge because, mm. you know, life's busy, etc. But at the end of the day, you're taking on a huge responsibility. This is the least of your problems. Yeah. What, what though? Like here at the grade, what about if it's in four years' time or assessing for four years' time? 
Uh, what about if people have significant past, like people are dying in their life that are... Now, all, but all we're the, reasonable. Uh, you, well, some of us that's are, clearly. <laughs> no, no, you are. That's right. And uh, all I'm saying, offering is that there is a grey area. And you are reasonable. You guys are incredibly gracious. And you cop the brunt of it, you and Anna particularly. Um, not, that, not, not that we have a massive problem You're with this. You're lucky I'm but, not in charge. Um, yeah, but, but uh, yeah, all I'm saying is there's, there's a sense in which I think assessment is so incredibly helpful, which I know everyone agrees with at the table. People often uh, find themselves in, in yeah. circumstances where I think, oh, okay, I will flex where I'm, other people would say you shouldn't flex. And I think maybe in the long term it'll be a good outcome. But anyway, at the end of the day, I think we're in agreement. Assessments are hugely important to do. Definitely, yeah. Um, hugely important to do. Yeah. Yep. Now, Maddie, have, have you changed, you know, through the course of the last five years, anything that we do about assessments? So any of the how of mm. what we do? Um, any of the how? Well, I would say one of the strengths of our assessments is I think we actively try to get better each year. And sometimes that's internal process refinement that no one on the outside would really see. Um, and then sometimes it is more external. And so in the last year, we had uh, someone do a whole external review of our process um, and off the back of that, you know, we're, as I said, in every interview now splitting men and women mandatory just to provide the wife opportunity to, you know, to speak freely, to get to know her a bit more. So, Maddie, uh, what's the one thing you want to say about uh, your time at Geneva Push and Reach Australia? Well, yeah. And we're hoping for tears. Oh, no. <laughs> No, we had a nice farewell dinner last night and I cried. And Scott didn't. And I was really disappointed. You can cry now. <laughs> no, what's the one? Well, on assessments, I would say um, that, uh, I don't know, I think it's just been very encouraging. A, a lot of people. Get your forms done. Yeah. On time, quickly. <laughs> I would say that. You want to leave people? <laughs> no. but I would say that. Uh, lovingly, as your sister, I would say. Um, I'm for you. I'm not against you. Um, but I think what's been encouraging overall um, is that it's been so consistent that people have come to the process. They want to get assessed. They're not here to build a kingdom for themselves. They're very vulnerable and godly. And they're allowing people who they don't really know to prod into their life and to read about their sin and their past and what God's done in their life. And they're very transparent and honest and I thought wow how would I go in the assessment process you know it's um I really admire it and I think that's been the common thread like I said I think church planning can sometimes get a bad rap but I think it's been I just I love church planting I think it's the best I think it's so effective for the kingdom and I think we definitely need more churches across Australia and so I would say maybe you could plan a church no, I'm looking at Scott, but I meant the microphone. I meant all the people listening. Um, I don't know. Particularly, if, even if you're not that entrepreneurial guy, um, multi-site's really effective. You don't have to make the same mistakes over and over again. You know, like you said, it, it's really hard to start from scratch. Multi-site, it's, pretty, it's not my favourite. It's great. <laughs> you know, I don't have a favourite. <laughs> They're like my children, you know. I, um, I love them all. <laughs> yeah, there's one you really like. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> Well, Maddie, uh, it's been great. We're looking forward to seeing and hearing all that you do through this uh, philanthropic. <laughs> that is not. <laughs> <laughs> say that word yeah, again. again. <laughs> Maddie, uh, Maddie, we're looking forward to uh, still keeping in contact with you and hearing uh, all that happens through this uh, philanthropic 
organisation that you're going to be working uh, working for over the next few years. Yeah. Uh, and very thankful for all the work you've done in the network. You know, just improving the process over the last little while as well. Um, I'm going to point out a few things in the toolbox. Mm. Uh, Madeline spoke about the church planner assessment tool. There'll be a link in the show notes uh, to that. Uh, Madeline has also uh, has really helped us walk through the assessment process. If you want to find out more about that, uh, head to genevapush.com forward slash get assessed and you'll be able to see uh, lots more about that process as well. And then the last one, I reckon one of the best ways to sort of think into this as well, you know, apart from getting assessed, apart from getting a CPAD, is actually to talk to other church planters. And so the online resource library has a whole bunch of stories of different church planters um, that I reckon are always worth listening to to sort of get excited about uh, mm. planting. And one final one, well, if you are out there and you think there is someone that needs to have their shoulder tapped, then tap it and, and don't think mm. that's going to be someone else. Actually, um, you know, it might be you who needs to actually put the, um, the soft heart or hard word on someone to say, hey, I think you should think about uh, church planting. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> get assessed. Uh, I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Hannum. I'm Marilyn Clear. Signing off for the last time. See ya. Please uh, stay tuned. We're going to have two minutes of silence just on this podcast <laughs> to finish Maddie Galea's I'm just on episode. sabbatical. I'll be back. <laughs> Chat soon.